crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the crash. Start. We've already started. The podcast has started. We're drinking Negronis. You're going to have to do it again. Okay, we're going to start again for Tarek. Cheers. Cheers. Happy second episode of the podcast. In lockdown. In lockdown this time. So Zen Zane, we're here in the normal studio. Yep, we're drinking yeah. Negronis. Mm-hmm. We're having Negronis. And Tarek, it, where are you? I'm at my house. In the magical land of I'm not putting this on a public forum where I live. <laughs> And this I is my total Cthulhu who's going to back me up today. This is our first special <laughs> yep. guest. Our first special guest mm. is, in fact, the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, actually, they're, they're actually, yeah, we're, yeah. We really, we're trying to push the boundaries of podcasts here. So um, yeah, actually, yeah. similar to something like SNL, like a sketch show, um, yeah. we've actually got a monologue here to be delivered by our special guest. Um, so, so let's take it away. Take it away, Cthulhu. Brilliant. Oh, oh, she's not mine. See, I could hear her through my, my I know, um, telepathy. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> yeah. Telepathy. Yeah, telepathy. Yeah, no, telepathy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, she's not mine. I'm sorry about she's that one, guys. Okay. Hey, okay. that's for next time. So yeah. make sure you check in for, <laughs> make sure you check in, make sure you scan the check in code before you join the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, so tune in Check next in. week. The QR code will oh. pop up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's check in though. Yeah, great as, idea. As, uh, as individuals. As us. <laughs> hey guys, this next segment, it's called Check In As Us. Um, Tarek, why don't you start? Um, yeah, hi. I'm in ISO for, we've been in ISO since Saturday. When, yeah, so the, the 31st of August. No, of July. We're like five days in now, give or take. I don't know. I haven't really counted it, but it's been good. Um, living in a new house. So I've been in this home for about two months and it's been like, this is definitely the most amount of time I've been able to like stay in one place and hang out with my housemates, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going a little bit stir crazy compared to like the three day lockdowns this one's got a very much 2020 vibe about it so i'm just hoping that you know we can get on top of it as a state and everyone can get back out and at least have some visitors and stuff over and be able to see family um but yeah no i'm just focusing on getting out into the sun every now and then so today i'm sitting at about uh seven i want to say out of ten i really wanted to get some painting done but i've got to like move a bunch of stuff in the cardboardy area and make it happen. So that that's hopefully going to happen before lockdown. Who knows? Nice. Nice. 
And while while we check in, also have a think about our wild card question of the day, which is, what is your ideal sandwich? But as an well, audience, if you're at home, also, why don't you have a think about this too? Yeah. What yeah. is your ideal sandwich? Yeah. Is it toasted or not? What's the bread? So What's inside of it? It's infinite possibilities. But we're gonna go around after we've checked in. Yeah. Um. So first up, Zane, how you feeling? So yeah, I'm good. I mean, I had like a bit of a slow morning. Uh, felt really weird. I guess it's like, you know, when you get to that point where there's like so many days of consistently the same sort of thing, which is like doing a routine in your, your own home. And it was, yeah, I was a bit, bit just feeling weird, a bit off, but then I, I knew what I needed to do to get back into you know, a positive mindset and then like to shoot this podcast as well and stuff. So I just listened to some music, played some music, just lots of music stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good now, like eight out of 10, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. I, I think initially lockdown at first, I was I was really bummed. I just had a lot of stuff. I felt like I was just getting back into my flow, um, and my workflow and things were busy. Um, but in a weird way, I almost feel like it's good that this has forced me to slow down again and like properly recover. Mm. Um, so I've been catching up on some sleep, which has been really good. Uh, also phone calls with friends from overseas who I've been meaning to catch up with for ages, and this was sort of my sort of trigger to be like, hey, let's actually organize a call now. So had a great catch up with one of my roommates um, from college, which was awesome today. Um, also, you know, chatting to family and stuff like that. So I, I think I'm feeling good. Like I'm a solid eight. I think definitely being in lockdown and not being able to go and do things and feel like I'm, you know, accomplishing a lot of things and being locked in the same place is a little bit anxiety inducing. Um, but I'm trying to just kind of like roll with it and you know, I'm just so grateful of like the living situation that we're in, mm, you know, the yeah. fact that we can still be hanging out, that we can still do this um, and that, you know, like we, we are safe. So yep. also just super grateful. Yeah. And we're making the most of it, I think too. Yeah, exactly. We've actually been, you know, having lots of fun shooting new content and getting into this weekly routine. Yeah. It's been so fun shooting all of that content that I've been there to shoot. That's yeah. it's just been great. <laughs> Thanks, Tarek. Uh, oh. Thanks, thanks for really bringing the mood down on that well, one. Um, <laughs> so, so, I'm here every but, Tuesday. <laughs> but, but to bring the mood right back up, right up, right back up to the top, to the What's prime of the human experience, we have one question yeah. for you. What is your ideal sandwich? Sanger. Sanger. Okay, Slot. this is this might be horrific to some people, but it's a divider. It is contentious. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna see if I can push the boundaries of what a sandwich is. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So does <laughs> does toast count? Like, yeah. does it have to have a top, or can just toasted bread count? Okay, oh, okay. an open sandwich. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and or like, is there something else that's not bread that sort of acts as that mm. the boundary? No, there's no, not something else. Open. It's just air. Right, it's I'm just bread and condiments. Okay. On okay. top. Okay. Yeah. But I would probably have to say non kind of sandwich toast realm is Vegemite honey and butter. It's delicious. Whoa. Do you layer it or do you mix it all? You got to go butter first. Right? Yeah, okay. Then you Vegemite. You obviously yeah. go Vegemite after and then your honey goes over the top. Like, so how much can you count? And what's the you, ratio? Yeah. 
Oh, look, you only want like a dab of honey and then Vegemite is personal. Vegemite yeah. is very right, personal. So you go with, you go with your instincts for <laughs> Vegemite application. Yeah. But Sorry, you, you want to lather the butter and you want to get it fresh out of the toaster. So that butter is melting straight melting. away, preferably yeah, yeah, right. spreadable butter. So it's a little bit easier. And yeah. then if you're really feeling risky, you can add avocado yeah. Ooh, and yeah, yeah. bananas Ooh. and cheese. All together. All yes. of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. we, I, I'm, I'm foshadowing that we do an episode where we have this. Yeah, I, I'm actually so very intrigued. Yeah. Is, the, is it so what good. kind of cheese? So I would go like a tasty cheese or maybe like a Swiss cheese if you've you know, got sliced, that in your... Just, just side yeah. note, you know, yeah. tasty and cheese is a brand, right? Yeah, no, I mean, sorry, just like a, like flavoured tasty. Okay. Not okay. like tasty specifically. Oh, right. So like any um, cheese? Because all cheese is tasty. No. <laughs> Some are like flavoured. Like, you know the ones that have like yeah, the sorry, tasty flavour that's like, you suck, bro. <laughs> How to derail a conversation. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Derek. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's probably me. Very homely. And especially when you're pairing it back to just the um vegemite honey and butter that's the holy like trinity my mom yeah that my mum yeah. introduced me to that i could have that every morning mm. seriously it's, i need it's to try it too good. Oh, sounds good see i okay now, about you now, guys? now that you you've mentioned that like that your mum introduced you to the recipe i'm just thinking like my hands down favorite toasty which was what my mum would make me and yeah. it's it quite simple it is a toasty but you toast it in the pan so you butter both yeah. sides it should yeah. be frozen bread because that's at that is like how you achieve the optimal level of like uh, soft in the middle, crunchy on the outside. Um, and it would usually, it would just be cheese and olives, green olives. Uh, mm. Yeah. And then salt on the, on the top while it's in the pan, flip it, salt again, maybe a bit of pepper. Oh, so good. That does sound pretty. And the yeah. olives would kind of like cut through the cheese, like mm. with that sharp kind of, yeah. No. Yeah, I was I was actually going to make cut it. through the cheese. <laughs> the olives. This is the thing about <laughs> olives. Super they're sharp. Yeah. They cut through no. anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like mean that. like the yeah. acidic flavor. The, the, the salty vinegary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to. You, do you're like not sorry, so don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make up like a toasty with like anchovies and um, Brussels sprouts. You know, like all these like pineapple, like all these things mm. that people hate. But I decided to go. Pineapple in yeah, a toasty think... though, like ham. Like oh, I remember, man. I remember at primary school, you'd get the tuck shop and you'd put the money in the little bag, mm. and and you'd yeah. get the you'd get the the toasty with white bread, um, cheese, ham, and pineapple, mm. and it would be brilliant. And it would come in sliced fingers. Oh, brilliant. Don't oh, yeah. ask what the little yeah. bag is that you put the coins into. The brown, in, the brown paper bag. The brown paper bag. So what you would put coins in a brown paper bag, and then you'd and write on the bag what you bought. Oh, like order. Three orders. And then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they'd carry it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to also have it yeah. at that school. Um, it was from a little takeaway shop um, up the street, yeah. and so someone's job each day would to walk up to the takeaway shop and pick up your orders. Love that. Wait, great. which school is this? Uh, Brisbane Central State School. Represent. Wait. <laughs> what? That's weird. Yeah, it's like in the yeah, back, yeah, it's like yeah. right near the Spring Hill. Mm. Mm. I was gonna. I, was, I thought for a second that you both went to the same primary school, but no, you met. We did. While, oh, you did. We, but that was my second primary school. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I bounced around a bit in primary school. You know, went to a few places, checked them all out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Looking for the best that, value. Yeah, yeah, trying to get the best value. Uh, that <laughs> tuck shot was good. It was great value. Yeah. But the other, yeah, yeah. Wellers Hills uh, tuck shot, you know, they had burgers and stuff, you know? Yeah, it was on site. Best yeah. travel. Yeah, and on site. Exactly top. right. Yeah. yeah. Tuck shop was great. They're so good. They're I, so I almost, I was about yeah. to say, wouldn't it be great if you could just have a tuck shop at home? Yeah. I don't want any, you know, like Uber Eats and stuff is great. You know, like this fancy, yeah. you know, when you want a proper meal, but sometimes like, yeah, yeah. especially during lockdown, I want a tuck shop. And, and I want to put my money in a bag. I want to, I want to put it in a little box. I want to give it to someone to walk to the shop and I want them to come back right at lunchtime when yeah, the bell yeah. rings. You know what, we could invent, we could invent a rival app. Yeah, exactly. We could invent a rival app to Uber Eats called Touch Shop. And we literally employ people to take paper bags to like the local kind of fish and chip shop or whatever and just get really like classic, simple meals. Trademark this. We, okay, or we get a food truck. We get a food truck that drives And call it Tuck Shop. And it's called Tuck Shop. Yeah. And the only way you order is in the morning. Like you have to drop your bag. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wait, it's like, an ice, it's like an ice cream van. It's like an ice cream van when you go suburb by suburb. And everyone yeah. drops off their paper. And then all the orders are ready in like an, an hour, two hours. Yeah. And you hand them all out. Then you move to the next suburb. Yeah. And it's got a weird right. like. And you can sale. log on and check yeah. like what time of day the, the van's yeah. going to be in your area. And whether you can get like lunch or dinner or. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. What so it, that's what that's our next project. Yeah. What if it was like a dump <laughs> truck that's been repurposed? So it's like huge yeah. back and yeah. What if it was a school <laughs> bus that's been well, yeah. repurposed? Yeah, we could live out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> we could just travel yeah. Australia in a in in the in the tuck shop van. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Brilliant. We haven't heard what your favorite sandwich is though. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my like my basic absolute go-to. If mm. you're like some remnants of a sandwich, mm. this is what your just absolute number one would be. It'd be fresh white bread, a bit of spreadable butter, bang. If it, if the bread is warm, like if you've gone in early in the morning and there's a bit of warmth, you grab the loaf and it feels a bit warm. You know, yeah, or straight from the bakery, right? Oh yeah, okay. You know, you've gone in early. You're there first, first in. You know, you get you're mm. getting a hot loaf of bread right off the press, bit of butter, yeah. bang, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Bang. You know, it's 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 always it's always an eight out of ten or more. You know, yeah. guaranteed. I, awesome. I know we've got to I know we've got to move on soon, but just to speak to bread loaves, I was very spoiled. My last housemate worked, as you guys know, at Soul Bakery, yeah. and she invented so this loaf for me, where it was made out of croissant dough but like not really sweet croissant dough, like reddish croissant dough. And she would knot it into this beautiful little bun and just, and it was just using like the excess dough and she'd just make it and bring it home for me. <laughs> oh. And it, oh my goodness, it was just gorgeous yeah. bread. It wasn't too sweet or anything, but yeah, all it needed was like a little bit of butter or jam or something like it was something in its own. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you name it? I just called it croissant bread. <laughs> okay. Can like you bring it. me like some it. croissant bread? Yeah. Can I actually segue? The sweet num nums. Can, Can you bring? You know, I've also that was sort of my low. I, I feel like I also feel like we need to acknowledge like a proper sandwich, like like a fresh sandwich, yeah. right? Okay. Just okay. like yeah. one, That's you know, true. like you know, because we've 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 sort of gone quite a few non sandwiches that we've called a sandwich. But yeah. I think I think hands down, if you're just looking for a classic sandwich, mm -hmm. some fresh buffalo mozzarella some fresh tomato, a little bit of homemade pesto, like chunky pesto, and some cured meat. 
in like a in like a panini or like a ciabatta mm -hmm. bread toasted just so the bread's crispy but it's not necessarily warm inside mm -hmm. that i would say is mm -hmm. my top notch i'll go top notch for you okay tiger bread because mm. we all love tiger yeah. bread oh, yeah cut, cut yeah. up like on a diagonal so just to be specific here fresh and then chicken just like roast chicken maybe a bit of moroccan on it homemade um mayo uh lettuce avocado cracked pepper olive oil drizzle yeah bang bang yeah bang did i say tomato that is like my go-to food to take camping is like oh, a yeah. roast chook tiger bread Fresh. bit of mayo bit of chili it, yeah. it's 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 once again it's another guaranteed winner it's always yeah. going to be a little dry you know the barbecue yeah. chook in the sandwich there's a lot of dry things not if right? you do it well no, but, but that's what you, the mayo is about exactly whoa, whoa, whoa. but if you get the ratio yeah. right with your mayo it's brilliant <laughs> right sandwiches are just yeah. ratios We're yeah. <laughs> sandwiches are the artist math yeah <laughs> uh, okay so, All right, should we start I, the podcast? Yeah, yeah, well, I feel like naturally from here, you know, talking about like tuck shops and and mum making sangers is is what was what was our first introductions to the creative industries from a young age, or like what experiences did we have uh, in different disciplines of art, and reflecting on them, um, you know, was it positive, uh, was it negative, uh, or yeah, what did it look like, what did it feel like, and do you think it had like some contribution to where you are now? Yeah, um, I grew up in a really creative household. So my dad is a jeweler and obviously he's a custom make jeweler. So he's also like an artist in his own like right. Dueling, like with a sword, oh, sorry. A jeweler. <laughs> That's really cool. No, a jeweler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and my mum's also quite artistic and she worked in IT as well, which has its creativity in a slightly different way to what yeah. people traditionally think of creativity as but um first interaction with creative industries in a professional capacity would probably be dancing um i did ethiopian dancing from when i was about three to realistically still now but we just do it here and there kind of thing um, we dance all over the place, multicultural festivals, um, sometimes like more government um, things. We've danced at Parliament, G20 Summit, stuff like that. Woodford pretty much every year. Also grew up going to Woodford, which is a very massive creative impact. Um, so I, I think I saw, I'd seen the industry side of the creative industry a, like a lot growing up. And I'd seen it as a business as well with, um, my dad owning his own business that's kind of spurred out of creativity so I understood what it what you needed to do to make it within the industry and I never thought I'd really give it a go especially um, in a traditional sense of like I didn't think I'd be a dancer or I wasn't quite good enough at drawing so that was never going to happen and I didn't understand how I knew I was creative but I didn't understand how I was going to be able to make that my job so I just presumed I'd end up in the like just retail or something something that was less creative but I found film in grade 12 and that kind of changed things a lot and then I was picking up cameras a little bit more and I think that was my introduction to being like oh okay I can I can be a creative you know like this is something that you can actually do and I can study this and yeah at higher learning as well and 
make something out of myself with it and then it just kind of snowballed from there like uni turned into odd jobs here and there and then just making friends and trying to get to know the Brisbane scene as much as possible so I think I did even though I'd been surrounded by it from such a young age I it wasn't until I was like 18 or 19 that I was like oh like I can do this which is quite interesting I think it's uh daunting as an idea to try and figure out how to make money out of something you love especially because so many people tell you you work and then you have your hobbies or something that you love you know combining them is hard <laughs> yeah I feel like that's such a um such a challenge growing up and having an interest in the creative like in creative industries and like being a creative and trying to build a career is I think you're constantly just going to run into that thing of like yeah also like what you know where are you going to make your money you know like mm. I remember like even for me like from an early age I kind of like I was really into like acting and I felt like acting was kind of what I wanted to do um and a lot of the time like even just like but I was also like I'd say quite mature and like we'd go to family gatherings and stuff and I'd always be the kid that was talking to the adults um but then there'd always be like you know but how you know how are you gonna make your money you know like what are you really gonna do um I think that's kind of it's it kind of does get ingrained in you a little bit so many conversations yeah and especially with people like they're close to you Mm. and then just Mm. yeah it does like from repetition people yeah over and over again start to believe it yeah you start to it's like it's that idea of like the words that you speak and the words that you hear have like a real Mm. tangible impact on the way in which you see and relate to the world and i think especially Mm. like from a young age when it's like you know even even in schooling like general schooling you're encouraged to like shift the subjects that are inherently like not necessarily creative or or don't fit into Mm. that sort of sphere like those classes are electives you know and i think i was so lucky that i went to you know, the, the high school that I did quacky, which focused on the art. So that was like, for me, I think a big jumping point. But I mean, even like when I look back to when I was in primary school, I was all, like, I love the creative, like homework tasks. You know, like I remember mm. in like, I think it was like grade three, we had to do like a a, a paper bag. Um, so many paper bags today <laughs> at school. Um, but it, it was like, everyone got a paper bag and had to fill it with things that like you identified with and then present to the class, like who you were. And I don't even know what spurred it, but I just like went, I want to make a show out of this. Mm. And so I, I got like, <laughs> yes. I, I wrote a whole script and I had this whole performance where I like pulled out like a fake spider and threw it into the audience and wrote a big sign that had my name on it and was like, it's Zed, not Z. Because, you know, people would always be like, can I call you Z? And I was oh. like, no, that's not my name. <laughs> like, um, Kids, man. You know, but, yes. but like even from that sense, I think I realized that I like, I think what I liked about being creative was this idea of like, you can take, you can take an assignment, like a school assignment and like mess with it, you know, or like take it to another level and be creative about how you present information. And I think that kind of became my segue to be like, oh, I really want to get involved in, in learning about creativity and how, like how you can do things creatively. And I think that has then led to me, while a lot of my experience has been in theatre, like it's now led to me sort of opening up and being like, oh, actually where I'm, what I'm really interested in now is creativity as, as a concept and how it can be applied to anything and how like art yeah. is about interdisciplinary. It's about the space between different things. Um, even business, even, you know, even that, like, like so many things, like creativity is, is something that, that transcends just the boundaries of art. Yeah. 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 Also like even like construction industries or, you know, design as well, like the creative perspective on, on, you know, people creating houses and stuff or, 
because I, I was a bit bummed I missed out like going back to like electives and, and how like theater or, or certain arts aren't compulsory um mm. also like some other electives such as construction or or you know hospitality or um mm. stuff like that that aren't compulsory and then actually because I missed out on woodwork and metalwork and everything like to do with building tangible things and I was so gutted and then but then I had like the chance you know with my pop to do some work like that um extracurricular yeah. work um and loved it you know it's like then towards like the end of my high schooling you know everyone was choosing the the subjects that you know get you a good op or, or what's it called um the new system <laughs> what's atar atar you know that a it's all about ATAR. like this competitive ranking and 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 you know mm -hmm. doing well in in these subjects because they score the best and because that's the best trajectory to get a university degree that then gets you a career that pays well it's like well mm. No, I, I just did the subjects that I liked and I yeah. enjoyed. And there were some that I missed out on, but yeah. This system is just so ridiculous to me, especially in schooling. My One of my younger brothers is in early years of high school. So I think he's still in grade nine at the moment or yeah, nine. And he's just been able to pick his electives, but they at least did this thing where now that grade seven's at high school as well. In grade seven and eight, you don't pick your electives. You just rotate through everything. So you at least get a taste mm. of everything. Um, but also in just in such short bursts, it's hard to be like, I feel like you could even give the kids like three years of that, you know, and then really, or at least if they said to you like, Hey, I want to specify from here on, maybe let the people specify who know what they want to do or know what they're calling it. But yeah, even for me in school, I never did drama at school, even though like now, especially since meeting you guys, I'm like, theater acting this stuff is so great how has this not been a part of my life for so many years you know mm. but it wasn't an op subject and i needed i needed to get a grade i needed to get to here like i had these things ingrained in me and i ended up in grade 12 i ended up starting a university program in film and tv which was just basically you just start your bachelor a year early that wasn't op accredited so i went out of my way to do university grade work and like get into this program in the first place and it was a creative project you know it was within film and tv and it was my first introduction to even having anything like that because my school didn't have um like av classes or anything like that we just art was drawing um painting like like just really traditional art so we didn't even have photography and stuff but I missed out on OP points because I wanted to try this other thing and start this other side of my life. But it didn't count for, like I had, I was down one class to still pull off my OP, which is so ridiculous, you know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like so many of the flaws on the education system and something like that we rant about pretty religiously and, and something that like I'm really personally really passionate about is because I think it's so it's so limiting. Like the fact that you were penalized based on interest, I think is the most ridiculous mm. thing. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, I think there is a base level of literacy and numeracy that everyone needs to, you know, reach towards. And we have these curriculums, but like these curriculums are so ridiculously strict. They put so much mm. restriction on, on, on this idea that you just need to know this information. And, and, and this is also, this is the way of looking at, it's like, why are we not learning like how to learn? You know, the act mm. of actually acquiring skills, like real tangible skills. Why not? Why are we not teaching people to how to how to have conversations, how to talk to yeah. each other? Like, um, like also just like emotional health. 
you know, and actually yeah. how to deal yeah. with like stress and pressure and, and, you know, all of those things and create an environment where kids feel safe, like children feel safe as yeah. they grow up and feel supported and then like pursuing what they want to pursue. Because I think like, I don't know, I, I feel like I look back at a lot of like the big challenges in my life and a lot of the big lessons I've had over the past couple of years. And so much of that I could like map back to my education and experiences in education, you know, like so much of like anxiety or moments where I recognize that I'm feeling really anxious or stressed. I can map that directly back to experiences in high school mm. or what mm. specific teachers or environments where I didn't feel safe and to, to fail or try something out. And then they come back to them. They're like, that's wrong. That's bad. You know, here's a grade. I'm going to grade you like you have to do better. And, and it's yeah. like, what a, what a terrible like mindset to put on, on, on developing brains. And, and yeah, I think that's it's the about, thing. It's yeah, you're just you're forming like as an actual person. You're just you're coming yeah. together, and this is when you're going to take in so much more input than you do eighteen over. And yeah, we still grow so much in between, like eighteen and thirty-five kind of thing. But I feel like there's not enough stress on how important it is to keep people in a safe space in that age. You know, like it. And, and everything you're learning and everything you're surrounded by, like that's going to solidify you. And as an adult in the future, these are going to be some of the most memorable things. And we just kind of treat it like, okay, you know, come in one end and out the other end seven years later, and then you figure it out. And then you become an adult and then you get to choose what you want to do because then you're old enough and you've, you've, you know, and it's like, well, you've just cuddled me for seven years and made me feel displaced. And then now I'm just supposed to be an adult in the next, over the next three years, you know? Well, I mean, I think it also flags such a bigger issue too around this idea of like education being siloed into these specific periods of time in your life. You know, whereas like education is like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like education is every step of your journey of like becoming a, like a human being. Exploring. You know, exploring, experimenting, chasing your curiosities. Mm. I think like it would be so much more productive if it was ethos based. Like it was actually about like you learning to understand yourself, learning to understand skills and, and, and your interests and your passions and ideas and how you pursue them, how you, you know, follow impulses and, you know, how you fit into the world. Like they are like tangible skills you can take with you um mm. but but also like it also like it's one of the things i reflect on a lot as well is like how amazing some teachers can be mm. you know because there were people across you know i can speak for myself but across my educational experience that i go that individual has had such a profound impact oh, yeah. on my life and i would not be the person i am today without them and they have made me a better human being and i know they've made other people better human beings and like i'm so incredibly mm. grateful for that and i don't even know if i have the words mm -hmm like to even yeah. even tell them that and a lot of them probably don't even realize it but like send them an email yeah, yeah. like it's yeah it's wait so, let's like, give them a shout out who is everyone's who off the top oh. of your head has everyone got a t-shirt yeah yeah mr fallon that i think his yeah. first name is dan daniel he was my english teacher in senior years yeah oh yeah i can't describe it either i'd really have to think about but you know like lots of examples and moments where i still like they they, they stick with me I think that's the biggest thing and they have actually helped in many scenarios also how respectable that like these teachers are given this you know this structured curriculum and system but then they can still have like their own personal maybe creative you know take on the process which then has such a mm. drastic benefit on individuals and students i think that's really mm. you know special um and wow the power of being a teacher right like imagine yeah 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 
Yeah. We'll probably all end up being art teachers anyway. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else want to shout out? No, I've actually been thinking about pursuing teaching lately. Well, like, because I, I play in a band, the Jindalee Jazz Orchestra, and, and, and it's, it's funny, this divide where it's like 80% are teachers and the other 20% are engineers for some reason. And I just slept somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not either of those things. But yeah, like, you know, having those networks and resources around you and then being inspired yeah. by yeah. seeing them, their work and their validation or, um, you know, the purpose. Yeah. 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 I've just had a few conversations lately and they're like, you could do it, you know, like using the, the resources and skills I already have, you know, not, not teaching something like that I'm out of my depth mm. in, but, you know, teaching something mm. that I've got experience in. Yeah. Well, mm. that doesn't that speak to like the new education economy though. Like, I think this is what interests me. I think before this, I'd always been like, I don't want to be a teacher because I know that mm. that's going to mean that I haven't like, reach where i want to go creatively or like with my 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 passion pursuits that's you know? what you thought it meant <laughs> that's you know no but like yeah, yeah. But, you know and look there's a real element of that of like you know you try so hard and you can't make it but then you've got qualification you can teach about things right and and there's also nothing wrong with that there's also so many circumstances that you know would dictate one way or another of what that is what that amalgamation is but i think for me like i would be very interested in the idea of like teaching out of any like establishment or like any context, but actually looking yeah. at, okay, like what skills do I have as an individual that I've been able to develop and that how can I share them with other people? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like mentorship is something I think that's so important. Like yeah. what I would do when I was 16 to have a mentor that was like me now to actually mm-hmm. like guide me and provide like, like support and like feedback and like real world yeah. reflections yeah. on that time of my life. Yeah. Like, and that's something yeah. that like a 40 year old teacher can't give me because they're 20, you know, like they're 30 years distant, 20 mm. to 30 years distant of where I actually am. But someone who's like been mm. there in the past 10 years, like can yeah. actually provide me. Oh. Oh. Is something oh. wrong? Do you need to an answer? No, I, we can cut it just came through my comp- oh, I thought it cut it all out. Anyway. Um, and and so yeah. I think that's like that's I just is it definitely really... still recording? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just take a breath and then go from here, and we'll cut. Yeah, we're at, we're almost at forty minutes anyway. Um. Yeah, we might start wrapping up to this yeah. one. Even like being external to the system, having someone there that you may feel more comfortable with sharing because they're not like driven or like underneath the rules and regulations of. I think for me, if I went into education in any way, it would be community based, and mm. I am probably just be trying to facilitate the education. I don't know if I would really have that much to teach per se, yeah. but um, being able to run those workshops that people do in between, um, you know, general schooling and stuff, it, those programs can also have a massive impact and mm. they help so much because like taking the pressure off family units is also something people don't want to talk about. And it's so like connected with um, education you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's laid out how teachers end up having to carry a lot of weight when a family unit isn't um, pulling things off, you know, or is just struggling or going through a hard time. And then other times education can be putting stress on a family unit. And so being able to facilitate a space where people can just freely be creative and know that it's accessible, know that something is free but it's quality it doesn't mean that it's bad advice or a crappy class or someone who doesn't really know what they're doing like accessibility and education that is community driven would definitely be my angle into it yeah i think it's so important i think you bring up such a good point too it's like also like how do you like build like strong communities you know like how do you Mm. build deeper relationships like 
How yeah. do you actually like create, create a, a also, yeah, accessible pathways for people to develop longer term relationships, you know, to develop a support network around you. Mm. And one of the hardest things like over the past couple of years, you know, contextualizing it to like say where I am now was going away from Brisbane, going overseas and then coming back and not having like a network of people. Like, like your network is so important and the people you know and how you connect with other people. And uh, such a, you know, I'm so privileged and so grateful in my life to have a lot of really deep, you know, networks and, and people in my life that I can rely on and count on. But that's also taken so much work, mm. like personally and, and like socially to actually like, you know, develop those relationships and figure out how to connect with people. And, you know, I think I'm also just incredibly lucky to, you know, op operate the way that I do being quite extroverted and social and, and in, into the arts, you know, that that's opened me up to a lot of things. Um, um, so I think that's... Take a breath and so we can cut around that. Um, so I think that's, that's just something that's also just so important is like, how do you actually then continue to foster relationships longer term? How do you actually build friendships, relationships, mentor relationships with people that can you know, last over several years or, or a lifetime. I think that depth mm. is also so important. Mm. Yeah. Also, my shout out is my English teacher, <laughs> Miss Schoenenberg. She was there. She had Crocs that when they went together was a picture of a cat. Um, she was just the nice. best, man. She just got me. And I've always loved English. And she made it... Um, she made it easy to understand and she made me feel heard because a lot of the time, um, especially when they ask you to write things like personal essays and then you've got to get it put up against a criteria sheet that is mm. written by some government body that you've never heard of. That's hard, you know, when they're like, get personal, but also this is what you'll be assessed against. It's like, yeah. stuff that, man. So yeah. it's important to have people that make you feel safe. And I think she facilitated that for everyone in my class. That's awesome. It's so important. I mean, I feel like I f I'd find it really hard to like single out like one individual personally. I think there's like a lot of people throughout my education were really important. Shout out Miss, Mrs. Rigby um, from my, my first primary school. Um, she, she was the one who encouraged me to like go into the creative industries and she was like, you should keep doing things. And she was the one who had the assignment, the paper bag assignment. <laughs> um, and then like also encouraged me to then show other teachers it. And, and, you know, like, I just think that was such a beautiful thing at such a young age to have her be like, you should really look into, you know, doing creative things. Um, mm. that was really, you know, that was, I think a big boost in shifting my mindset around it in high school at my first high school, Colton Grove, um, Ms. Costello and um, Ms. Robinson, they were like the most incredible teachers. They were like hard, like are really harsh and they pushed you, but also the skills that they taught me that I didn't even realize I was learning then. And I only realize now how much they shaped me and how they shaped me as someone that would challenge authority, that would like question, you know, things that would also like engage in, in intellectual conversation and and push the boundaries, but also have banter. Like, I think it was, it, it was so great, you know? Jolly good banter. Yeah, jolly good banter. There's that fine line where you like start to become more of a friend with a, a teacher yeah. and then you start to break yeah, down yeah. what your definition of teacher is. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> when you learn your parents, it's like when you start calling your parents by their first name and you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> Wait yeah, right, that, that, shares, <laughs> that relationship shares. Yeah, yeah. Um, two other people I have to call out is Stephen Mathias and Simon Tate. 
Um, I absolutely. thought you were about to say Stephen Dibb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and shout out to Stephen Dibb, Terry Stapp. Also shout out. Yeah, also sure. shout out. Absolute legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should send yeah. this video to all of our teachers that we want to thank and then just like, yeah. have a little special thanks to and list them all. <laughs> but also, also in, in, in like a weirdly beautiful way too. Yeah. And this is maybe a little bit soppy as we come no, to the no. end of this podcast. No. But I'm grateful for all of the teachers I had because without every single one of them, they, they, it was the collective educational experience that I had. Even the ones that were tough or I struggled with or I didn't really like at the time, mm. I definitely would have learned things from them and, you know, developed as a young, as a, as a young man in, because of them. So I'm just, you know, so grateful to yeah. all of the teachers I've had. And also shout out to all the teachers out there, I guess, you know, like for taking on that, you know, what's the word i'm looking for for shaping our future for shaping yeah. our community yeah yeah um, out. and all the heads of education systems that continue not to listen and provide support um how about we like have a conversation about it and you actually get the yeah, voices yeah, yeah. of young people in there yeah that'd be sweet yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to put that in <laughs> um well maybe that's a great spot to wrap up to today's uh podcast episode <laughs> Um, with a little bit of a political statement. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Tarek, what do you have to do for, for the rest of the week? Rest of the week is going to consist of getting some work done, hopefully getting my hands dirty, paint some things. I've got to clean this fish tank or turtle tank. Um, and turtle tank. yeah, probably, probably just grab some, grab some rays and relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Nice. Cool. Boys? Well, I think we'll be shooting some more video. Yeah. yeah. Some skits. You see guys are just trying to get in YouTube. as much con content as possible without me. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, it's oh, very deliberate. Now is our chance. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to start my own TikTok and just like outgrow you guys. So. Oh, it'll happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we plug our socials if people want to reach out? Yeah. At, um, at the crash site on most yeah platforms, right? at the crash site on pretty much everything just on instagram there's a little underscore so at the underscore crash site um this will this video it's long form so it'll mostly stay on youtube but we'll be putting snippets up across facebook and instagram as well please shoot us a message if you've mm. got um thoughts opinions queries about what we're talking about if you want to yeah. see us talk about something if you disagree with our sandwich choices yeah, maybe we should make a post and then have a comment yeah. section where people can put in their sandwiches. And then yeah. we can do another post thanking teachers and then they can comment and thank their teachers. Yeah, I love how we always circle back to like breaking the fourth wall of having discussions about what we're posting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we let them read yeah. into our planning. Yeah, 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 then, yeah. But then they're like, well, where did that post go? We never end up doing them. <laughs> yeah, so now yeah, you have to tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I think we need that. I think we need that level of accountability. And that's what yeah. we're bringing to online content. <laughs> You know, we're bringing a level of accountability. Oh. <laughs> right, let's all just put our accountabilities in here before we leave. I think that's a great spot to wrap it up while we go to get another Negroni yeah. and relax into this beautiful oh, yeah. uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> if you like the if you like this episode, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And until next week, have a good week. Bye. <laughs> until next week, have a good week. You brilliant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm not, 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 I'